1: all right let's go hour number two on a monday there's all kinds of crazy baseball that we've been talking about and right now Whether you're a baseball or a softball fan, there's some big 12 teams involved in some big moments. The Oklahoma softball streak is in, I don't know, as much danger as it can be in. The game's tied, but most of the time they're up 10 runs. So it's bottom six, two all, and Stanford has two runners on with two outs. We will see what happens there. And if you are a baseball fan, Texas Tech, It looks like that run may be over. Florida's up 6-0 in that one in the bottom of the seventh. Tech is the visiting team there, so they are down to their last six outs or they're going to be done. Florida would move on and host a Super Regional. Obviously, the Longhorns are hoping they could host a Super Regional. Funny how things can change in about a week. We're talking plenty of Longhorn baseball. We'll mix in some Longhorn football and some more stuff with our guests coming up, it's Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and uh, we head to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It's our weekly Monday visit with Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook eighty nine on Twitter. Joe, how are you?
2: Doing great, guys. Thanks again for having me on.
1: Man, thank you for the time. Uh, when I when we let you go last week, I said, well, hopefully we're talking to, uh, about Super Regionals, and we are. The Longhorns really stepped up. They used what happened in Arlington to really piss them off in the right way. What impressed you most? Because they did it all at Miami.
2: I, I mentioned this to and i got to mention it to you. It's like a flashback to a few months ago when Texas wins their NCAA tournament uh, game, and they're waiting on the Aggies, but they don't make it. And, and here we are waiting on – the Aggies again to see if they'll match up in the next round of the postseason. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it goes a little bit better for your squad this time, <laughs> Chad. But uh, just looking at this, uh, at, at the Longhorns' performance out in Coral Gables, you know, everybody stepped up. I think everybody has to when you're thinking about a team winning a regional and sweeping through it. But, but nobody stepped up more than the pitching staff. Uh, Lucas Gordon and, and the Baron Johnson, they really elevated their game, uh, but also, um, Zane Morehouse deserves a lot of credit. It's been an up-and-down year for for Zane. Uh, he's occupied a variety of roles on this pitching staff. He was a starter for a bit, became a middle reliever, became a closer. Um, and, and David Pierce uh, decided to give Zane Morehouse two different closing opportunities. All he allowed was one home run, and it wasn't even that bad of a pitch. Other than that, he was wiped out and uh, helped Texas big-time in their efforts to move into the round of 16 and into the super regionals again. So the, the thing that stood out to me was the pitching. Um, of course, LeBaron Johnson, 130 pitches, complete game. Uh, that's, that's stuff that, you know, that that's raising your game. That's the, the biggest and brightest lights being on a player and, and LeBaron Johnson stepping up at, into the moment. So um, h- help control some quality offenses. Uh, the bats obviously did their part, were opportunistic, uh, the bottom of the lineup was really productive, and that was kind of one of the big questions heading into the weekend. You got a home run from Mitchell Daly. Of course, Jalen Flores had his grand slam, uh, and Texas played, you know, did what they needed to do to sweep through three games, and now they uh, they watch the the Aggies and the Cardinal tonight to figure out where and who and, uh, you know, what their next matchup's going to be.
0: Yeah, Joe, just one impressive showing by David Pierce crew in Miami, especially last night. I mean, when you go down 3-0 after Tanner Witt gave up that 3-1 bomb, and that third inning was just incredible. He put up nine innings and a grand slam by, who you mentioned, uh, Flores just the bats finally woke up and the freshmen on this, this team stepping up to play. That's huge. If the horns want to make it to Omaha next weekend.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When, when Jalen Flores, uh, I I had an idea that maybe before this season, he'd be a contender at uh, one of the corner infield spots or maybe even shortstop. Um, Of course, Peyton Powell having the year he did kind of undid that prediction uh, but he and Jared Thomas, two true freshmen, have been in the lineup pretty consistently over the past couple weeks, uh, and those guys have made big impacts. And it's not just the young guys, you know, it's the experienced guys. It's it's Dylan Campbell continuing that hitting streak and hitting a bomb and also rock making a great defensive play. Uh, it's Garrett Gillamette taking a, a, a fastball off the helmet off the, you know, I don't want to say it's flimsy because it's not, but off the, I, I would say the weakest part of that helmet. Take the fastball off that, uh, gets up wants to start a fight, um, <laughs> take date, has, comes out of the game for, comes out of the game for uh, evaluation and goes back and has a great weekend at the plate. So it was just a little bit of everything. For, I mean, Jack O'Dell. Uh, even hit a homer so uh, eric kennedy robbed a homer uh, just so many different guys stepped up charlie hurley everybody answered the bell when it came time um, and that's why texas is continuing to play postseason baseball uh, even after they got eliminated in the big 12 tournament not more than uh, a week ago
1: Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. So, Joe, as you mentioned, Longhorn fans will watch tonight. Eight o'clock uh, is the first pitch with AM and Stanford. Stanford wins. Texas would go out there. If the Aggies win, there's a discussion going on about where the Super Regional would be. From the numbers and the seeding, I feel like there's a slight advantage for Texas there. Give me the argument for AM. We've had multiple people texting in today like, guys, what's the argument for College Station? Can you give me a clear argument if AM wins tonight? Why it should be college Station next week?
2: Uh, not, not particularly. You know if you' so the the way this all works is um, each team who thinks that they have uh, a top sixteen chance, or you know if if uh, hosts get eliminated, national seats get eliminated, each team who makes it places a bid with the NCAA. Uh, To say, hey, you know, now that this is kind of up in the air, we would like to host it. And the last time this happened for Texas, I believe, was way back in 2014 uh, when it was between the Longhorns and and U of H, uh, and the committee selected Texas, and the Longhorns advanced Omaha as a result. So uh, both teams, I think I've seen some reporting from the statesmen and Um, I'm just going off of what I think has happened with Texas is both teams have submitted a bid, uh, but you know, you have to look at it from facilities and you have to look at it from even a resume perspective Uh, with facilities, you know, both blue bell park and the dish are fantastic uh, college baseball uh, cathedrals even, but the dish holds more. And I thought they they could pack a couple thousand more into blue bell if they really wanted to, but then they could, pack a couple thousand more in the dish. Who had, I think, 8,000 or so for a game last year, sending the Longhorns off to Omaha. So if you're going by facilities, I think that Texas holds a little bit more. The NCAA likes that. Then if you even just look at resume, you know, Texas, they won a Big 12 that was not the strongest league in the country when you're looking at RPI, but it was still a top league. It was a Power 5 league. They won the regular season title, and they were the number one seed in, in the Big 12 as a result. Texas uh, A&M, to their credit, uh, they overcame being a bubble team by putting together a string of wins in the last part of the year and then making a run to the SEC tournament final. But they didn't win that SEC tournament final, and they weren't really close to being first place, whether in the West or in the whole SEC. So even from a resume perspective, uh, that seems to give the nod to Texas. But we'll see. You know, I think uh, you may... See some. Oh no, they're going to be biased towards the SEC statements from from Texas fans. But you know, it's all kind of depends on what happens tonight, and then it's all up to the committee after that.
1: Now, look, if you're saying they'll be biased towards SEC, CDC was in Destin, Florida, in flip flops and shorts, chilling. N- what what's more SEC than that, Joe? Making
0: mojitos, I'm
2: living like, good. Come on now. And, and he's making an appearance on Feinbaum. There so you go. He's has <laughs> <basing laughs> himself into the conference right away. Come
1: on. You guys are SEC already. They're welcoming you in. Yeah, when you go on
0: Bomb show, you're really SEC yeah, now. I was say, now,
1: that's official. Yeah, Not, that's, Now you know.
0: For real. <laughs> hey, Joe, let me ask you this, man. Two different questions here. Who do you want for the Horns to see coming into the Super Regional? And who do they match up better with? A&M or Stanford?
2: You know, that's a a good one. Um, uh, That's tough. I wish I knew a little bit more about West Coast baseball, but uh, I'm just kind of operating off assumptions. Stanford always has good pitching. Like, they always had good pitching. It's just kind of a staple of that program was under Mark Marquez and is under David Esker. Um, I think that uh, the Aggie bats seem to have caught a little bit of fire of late, and some guys are playing some inspired ball, but I don't know if they have that same pitching depth uh, that Stanford does. So, um, and plus, you know, you have to factor in the home field advantage aspect of it. You know, Texas obviously plays really well at the dish, uh, historically and under David Pierce. Um, I think the last time they lost the super regional was that infamous TCU one. And that was over a decade ago. And, and, uh, what was it? Three or four that have taken place in Austin since then, Texas has made it to Omaha as a result. So, um, And from the rivalry matchup, that sounds, you know, it just sounds more fun. I mean, I know Texas and Stanford are two historic teams that have matched up plenty, but why not put this, you know, rivalry together and have it at the dish and put a spot in Omaha on the line. And Texas can try to avenge last year's elimination in Omaha. And A&M can try to, you know, get more, uh, another card before, Texas heads to the SEC it, it, it's that, that I think that's what we all want to see is you know Stanford may be the higher ranked team the national seed uh, and you know Texas going on the road would be a tough matchup for them so why not let's see if it happen in Austin or College Station I guess and let's see Texas and Texas A&M play for a spot in Omaha
1: course that game is tonight at 8 o'clock A&M and Stanford if you want to check it out. By the way, Texas Tech still down 6 to nothing. They are into the 8th inning there. TCU still very much alive to try to advance as well uh, from the state of Texas. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Joe, how about a little football discussion here? Uh, obviously a lot of talk about recruiting over the weekend. Class of 25 gets started with KJ Lacey. That offer list was incredible and uh, he commits to to Texas that's that's pretty big
2: yeah this is a, uh, a a nice win for for Steve Sarkeesian you know we uh, we typically have a pretty good grasp on you know who and when uh who is committing and when a player is committing we knew uh Lacey was going to be in town but I uh, gotta be honest this is one of those one or two every couple cycles that caught us by surprise but mm. it's a really nice surprise for Longhorn fans uh, this is a player, you know, right in Nick Saban's backyard uh, who watched Steve Sarkeesian's offenses when he was growing up, watched Bryce Young, and made the decision to, to commit to Texas on his visit as opposed to any of the other SEC schools that were after him. And that's another aspect is this is a, a prospect from, from just outside Mobile. Like this is the heart of SEC country, heart of the deep south, and Instead of going to Auburn or Alabama or Georgia or Tennessee or LSU or Ole Miss or Mississippi State, he chose to go to Texas. So, big win for AJ Milwee and Steve Sarkeesian uh, to get him. Uh, just kind of looking at his game, uh, he is really decisive. That's one of the best aspects of uh, Lacey as a quarterback. You know, he's not perfect with his fundamentals, but very few high school sophomores and high school juniors are. Hmm. Uh, and what lacy is able to provide is when he sees an open receiver and one of his receivers on his team is a five star and when he sees that guy open he lets it loose uh he does really well off platform i wouldn't be surprised if they try to clean up some mechanical stuff Uh, obviously as a you know junior to be he's got a little bit of growing hopefully from his six foot six one and 180 pound stature but this is going to be uh uh, it's hard for me to dispel when what what Steve is looking for and his efforts when recruiting the quarterback position, and it's a nice win for for Texas to start the 2025 class. These guys are often uh, the the ringleaders, the the pied pipers that other recruits follow. And uh, even though his five star teammates, uh, I think he's an Alabama commit. It's nice to have that uh, that you know whispering in the ear not just of him, but of other elite recruits around the South and probably uh, those in Texas as well.
0: Yeah, Joe, and I heard he gets Bryce Young comparisons, and I don't care if they say he looks like Bryce Young's second cousin. If Bryce Young's mentioned in the name as a quarterback, <laughs> I'm with that. Bring it on. But let me ask you this. Michael Huff just got put on the 2024 ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame, one of the greatest safeties to ever put on the burnt orange. What does that mean to you?
2: I think that's that's incredible. You know, Texas calls itself DBU, has a great claim for it, and, and some of the other uh, great Longhorn defensive backs like Jerry Gray and, and Quentin Jammer and, and those guys, I think they're in the hall as well. I'm not sure about Jammer, but I know about Gray. But Michael Huff was the first Thorpe Award winner, and I know the Thorpe Award hadn't been around forever, uh, but it was around long enough to where Texas had these really good defensive backs but nobody took home the honor until Huff did, Uh, you know, two time, all big 12 unanimous, all American uh, made one of the most pivotal stops. And if not the most pivotal stop in Texas football history, maybe him. And um, I'm forgetting one of the orange, the 1960s tackle. uh, But that's, that's how consequential his stop the Lindale white was. um, And obviously he had a great pro career and, is still closely involved with the the Longhorn program now. One of the, I think he's in the personnel department and someone who a lot of players admire. And why wouldn't you? when Michael Huff is right there uh, after you know his great college and, and pro career. So definitely one of the players who, when you think of those mid two thousands Texas teams, you think of Michael Huff, one of the most decorated and uh, definitely deserves the honor. And, and I don't know if y'all saw some of the. The names on that list who are also on the ballot, but it's it's a who's who. It really. I, mean, is. Yeah. I think Randy Moss is on there. Uh, there's Monty Ball. Um, just so many different players. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, even put a few of those names on on Inside Texas in the story about Huff. And it's it's uh, you you look at that and you think you know those are the players that I grew up with, and and those are the players that made me real interested in college football. and and Michael Huff is definitely one of those guys, and he he deserves every honor that he gets. He's given a lot to football. He's given a lot to Texas, and to see him recognized for it is, is just
1: outstanding yeah we'll see if he gets into that 24 class uh, Michael Vick and um, the, the Terrell Suggs and Larry Fitzgerald the three biggest names uh, that are going to be talked about in that uh, in that finalist list we'll see if Michael Huff can get into that class obviously uh, this year as we mentioned Derek Johnson is going in to the 23 class of the College Football Hall of Fame that's Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com at Joseph Cook 89. On Twitter, give him a follow as we get ready to follow the Longhorns in the Super Regionals, wherever they're going to be. Joe, enjoy the week. Once we uh, figure all that out, we'll be talking to you next week, uh, and maybe we'll be talking about Omaha. What do you think?
2: Hey, I like that, but let's see. Let's see what your Aggies can do. Like I said, that's <laughs> the start. They, yeah. they cost you. A, they cost you a little bit, and gave Zay some bragging rights in March. We'll see if that happens again here in June. True. For your sake, Chad, I, I hope we uh, have a pretty lively discussion next week. Yeah,
1: after watching uh after watching those Aggie pitchers yesterday in the middle part of that game, I'm not putting anything as a guarantee. So they are gonna have to figure that out tonight, obviously, especially since it's at Stanford. Have a great week, man. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you guys. Thanks,
1: Joe. Good stuff there. Again, eight o'clock tonight for AM and Stanford. And yeah, I just have not I I, I have not heard a really good, solid argument for why. Uh, maybe the a advanced farther in their conference tournament. That's about the only thing I've heard that mm. makes any sense to me. But what I don't get, Zay, is why doesn't the committee, when they seed and give us the 16 teams, why don't they just do what the basketball committee does? Lay it all out for us to where you do the math and you say, hey, if two teams meet, and they're not one of the 16 national seeds whoever's got the higher seeding in this case i think texas it would be like 24 over 25 or 23 over 26 or whatever those technical numbers are they would get the host if they want to right maybe they're going to ask
0: and them look we know bluebell ice cream just dropped that dr pepper uh, ice cream out that oh, float dr pepper oh, float ice cream i had it are they sl- have you had it? I haven't had it
1: yet. It's incredible.
0: Okay, if they're slanging that sl- really If they're talking about slanging it around all weekend
1: at Bluebell Park, yeah. then it might have to be at College Station. Free Dr. Pepper float ice cream you're in. I, I'm, you're going to drop I, past Caldwell. I, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. You know what the key to it is? Here's what's weird. They took Bluebell homemade vanilla, and the Dr. Pepper part is a Dr. Pepper flavored sherbet that's mixed that swirled with the ice cream.
0: Okay, it's so good. See, that's the best thing y'all've done in AM history.
1: It's brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: Bring in Blue Bell as a partner. <laughs>
1: that's that's so- the gr-
0: That's <laughs> the greatest thing y'all've ever
1: done. That's the one thing you'll give Aggies credit for. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. That's it. Uh, all right. We will keep you updated on those scores. They're going to the middle of the seventh. Still tied at two. Oklahoma and Stanford in softball. Is that string going to come to an end today? Now, let's be clear. Stanford has to beat Oklahoma twice uh, to knock them out of the College World Series there. And they're in the bottom of the eighth in the uh, Gainesville Regional. Florida is in control 6 to nothing. Texas Tech down to their last three outs coming up here in the top of the ninth as they are the visiting team. We'll get you updated on that. LSU and Oregon State are underway. LSU's one win away from Supers and TCU will start at 2 o'clock. Their one win away from getting to a Super Regional. Up next, it is our Flex segment. Speaking of baseball and championships, high school baseball hits the Final Four and yes Westlake is a part of it. We'll tell you when they're going to play. Plus, Adrian Wilson's list is at 11. And the Longhorns are not on it. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. A peppy little tune. What's the song called? This time I know it's real. This time I know it's real. Um. Yeah, I don't have that one. Who is it? Donna Summer. Oh, okay. My bad, Donna. Donna Summer. There's a Donna Summer documentary that I recorded. I haven't watched it yet on one of the movie channels. Yeah, on HBO. Yeah. Mm. Full treatment of her, her run. I was never the biggest Donna Summer fan necessarily, but like everything I heard, I liked. Always loved the videos. Talented as hell. Everything, you know. She's she's just she's a mo- she's one of the few artists that people would consider a disco artist in some ways that I love. Huh. Like I I like her. I'm not a big disco guy. But everything I hear of hers, even if I consider it disco, I always like it.
0: Yeah, I think people sleep on Donna Summers because she was competing with Whitney and Janet Jackson and stuff, but she made her own run
1: and has hits. That kind of early, especially that early mid 80s run, Mm -hmm. like before Madonna and Whitney, before they really became monsters, before Janet Jackson came along and all that. Donna had, uh, Donna had the spot and obviously had stuff during the, the disco era. Donna Summer, Edwin McCain, and Sheryl Crow. There's a music festival for you. Uh, they are still trying to figure it out in Oklahoma City. It's a close one. Bottom seven now. Stanford's got a runner on first with one out. The game is two all. Oklahoma's streak is in danger. Stanford's gonna have to beat them twice today, though, to get them out of Oklahoma City. And Florida is about to get rid of Texas Tech. It's six to nothing. They're uh, done with eight. About to head to nine. Texas Tech down to their last three outs. LSU and Oregon State underway, no score, second inning. If LSU wins, they advance to the Super Regional. TCU is daring Arkansas to beat them twice. Weird day in Fayetteville. Arkansas has to win twice on their home field to get out of the region. TCU just needs one win to go to the Supers. And, of course, we've had plenty of discussion about A&M and Stanford today. They play tonight at 8.00. If a and wins, it will be Longhorns and Aggies somewhere for a Super Regional. If Stanford wins, it's real simple. Texas will have to go to Palo Alto since they are a national seed. All right, so we've hit all that today. We've talked NBA Finals, Miami evening things up. Looks like we're going to have a nice long-run series um, in the NBA Finals, at least from the first two games. Uh, we've uh, also talked about, uh, and it's probably going to be late tonight, super late tonight but for sure tomorrow sometime it will be officially announced not only who Texas will play in that super regional but times and days probably you know a friday through sunday deal with the uh, the super regional so we'll keep you up to date on all of that let's get you a quick flex segment here zay's worst nightmare came true we'll tell you where they're going to play here we go Flex ATX, for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Well, Zay, I know you were hoping that San Antonio Johnson was going to just keep rolling through that district. Yeah? Just, they'd already beaten Lake Travis, and they'd already beaten your Bowie Bulldogs. They didn't beat Westlake. Westlake beat them. Holy smokes. The Westlake Chaparrales, for the first time since, I believe it's '09, 9 Zay, are to the final four. If you don't know how this works, at each classification, four teams come to Austin, or in this case, the Austin area, for the state championships. So Friday at Dell Diamond, 4 o'clock it's Cypress Woods against the Flower Mound team out of Louisville and then 7 o'clock scheduled time, Westlake against Pearland in the semis. So they're in the final four of 6A.
0: What a run. Yep. I mean, you know I'm a hater for obvious reasons, but I am tipping my cap to these guys. They made a hell of a run. Beat some really good teams. Beat that really good Round Rock team. And to beat San Antonio Johnston that beat all of those other squads in 26 6 Just run through them like it ain't nothing. Mm. Very impressive. And I feel like a few of the Westlake Shaps will be future Longhorns. Am I right? You are, yes. Okay. So See, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make me feel that oh, bad. Oh, yeah, you know. That it, doesn't make me feel that bad. At least a couple of those uh, guys. All right, yeah, I ain't yeah. tripping.
1: I think you're you're, you're good okay, there. Okay, I'm good. Because uh, once
0: you become a Longhorn, that hatred
1: leaves. It, it can change. Yeah, it can change a absolutely.
0: little absolutely. I even still mess with Luke Axel.
1: We already knew that uh, Taylor was out of it. They had a hell of a run, but they were out in the last round, and then Rouse also got taken out. Bernie Champion is going to be in the 5A semifinals. They took rouse out of things so if you want to get out there to dell diamond that all starts on wednesday at the dish is where they do just foray so canyon randall liberty islo uh senton and china spring are going to be over there at the dish everybody else is at dell diamond and it starts at dell diamond bright and early 9 a.m wednesday So they go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday over at Dell Diamond. Get over there. Get your tickets. That is a great place, obviously, to watch baseball and the dishes as well if you're going to check out the 4A. So best of luck to all those teams that are coming to town. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention here in the Flex, Zay, just keep you updated on this Adrian Wilson situation. The talented receiver out of Weiss is a name that we have told you. We're trying to make sure you you know all the big names in the area. This is a junior coming up this year. He's class of twenty five, just like KJ Lacey. The, okay. qu- the quarterback that okay. you know Texas just got so it's a class of 25 Adrian Wilson we've talked about him and the list of teams that he has offers from the list that you know we mentioned that Oklahoma or Oklahoma the Oregon uh commitment or the Oregon offer rather when he got that we mentioned that Houston was there we mentioned Baylor we mentioned TCU tech we mentioned Oklahoma and then we told you about am. Getting him an offer. Well, over the weekend, Zay, I saw Adrian Wilson threw out a picture of himself. You can see this at uh, FlexATX on Twitter. Throwing out a picture of himself in the Longhorn gear. Throwing the double hook him. Yes, sir. He says, I will be at UT today. And he tagged Chris Jackson, the receivers coach. Nice. But as of this moment, I do not see Texas as having officially offered him. His list of eleven schools are Oklahoma, Ole Miss, A and M, Tech, Baylor, TCU, Arizona State, Oregon, Houston, K State, and Utah. That's in the order that it was thrown out on. Uh, what's that? On three, and he clarified on his Twitter, not narrowing down, but pulling back the curtains and taking more in-depth looks. At schools of interest. So Texas, apparently there's some interest enough to show up in town. I don't know if this was an official visit, unofficial visit, just saying hi. Yeah, what is a when you live in the city? Um I don't I, I think it, it just it all depends on is stuff being paid for. Right. That makes it official. Yeah. Where you live is immaterial. Okay, It just matters. But by the fact that he lives here, it just means if it was unofficial, he wouldn't have to worry about a hotel. Right. That's the biggest thing. But uh, we certainly wish Adrian and all those uh, flex athletes well, trying to figure out what the, uh, you know, the offer's coming in, trying to figure out what's the best thing for them to do. But as of right now, no Texas offer for Adrian Wilson. But there is plenty of time because, again, he is a junior this year.
0: Yeah, as good as he is, he still has to fit the philosophy that Steve Sarkeesian throws out there. And when you're that good anyway, a lot of the time, like you find a place for him. So mm-hmm. I think that's what the official visit's gonna be like, hey, this is the offense we run. This is what we do. Can you see yourself in this type of offense? Can we see you in this type of offense? This coming up season, we would like to see you do this and that. And if you do this and that at a very high level, then that offer may come. But we know that Sark and Chris Jackson, the whole entire staff, they're being very choosy on who they want, which they should. That's mm-hmm. what it should be. It's the University of Texas. The five stars should be one to come to you. You need to pick who fits your scheme the most and go from there. And Even with guys in your backyard, if it works out, perfect. It makes a lot of sense. The guy lives right up the road. If it doesn't, because of the scheme doesn't fit or something like that, or just the vibe doesn't fit. You know, maybe just him being home, maybe that could be a distraction because, you remember, you got to deal with Cousin Avery sometimes. Cousin Avery, you know, you don't want Cousin Avery being 20 miles away. Always hearing you, hey, yo, Cullo, I need a ride. I need a, Can I borrow the whip? I heard you got that NILD. I heard you drive that far truck. Like You don't want none of that stuff. You don't want any of those problems. So Sark and the crew, they're going to be looking out for that, even though Wilson is a top-tier
1: wide receiver. It's weird how all these guys are related to Avery Johnson. <laughs> it's still, still freaking me out. By the way, Zay, uh, how about this? For his sophomore year, Adrian Wilson, 20 yards a catch, eight touchdowns in eight games. Mm, is that good? Is that, is that pretty mm, decent? Pretty good, huh? Not a bad little sophomore campaign there. All right, just something to keep in mind. Remember, FlexATX on your social media at flxatx.com. If I'm not mistaken, this coming weekend, you've got not only Westlake going for a baseball championship, the Westlake 7-on-7, I believe, is this weekend as well. We'll have more info on that for you as the week progresses. Yo, if
0: Westlake wins it all, since they on the Dell Diamond, I need them to play Round Rock Express next. I need them to be humbled.
1: You just want an extra game? I,
0: yeah, I just need them to be humbled a little bit. Damn.
1: We can bring this the a- seems like too easy. You're going know, to ship the Astros or Rangers uh, in to, someone, to play them? Okay.
0: Someone. Maybe your Aggies. They might not have much to do after tonight.
1: Okay. All right. Jeez. It's
2: getting a little salty there.
1: Get... Somebody getting into the Super Regionals is getting an attitude about him.
0: All right? I'm sorry. That was just the alley from Jason Kidd. It was too easy. My,
1: how a week can change things. This time last week, you did not have that kind of attitude about that Texas baseball team. So, sure did it. No, you did not. But thankfully, like we said, they played those games somewhere other than Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Something just yeah. doesn't fit Doesn't fit when Texas goes to Arlington uh, lately, but it certainly fit when they went to Miami. All right, coming up at the 2 o'clock hour, we'll get into some NBA stories, including Kyrie's latest idea about who needs to come to Dallas, plus Zay's got a list we need to go over. But up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay wants to talk about. Don't move. It's the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
0: Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: God Zay. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that when I heard that very church-sounding music that started this, I thought to myself, there's really only one thing this could be. It's got to be the sinful body of George Michael that scared the parents back in the day. Oh my God, Zay. It terrified them. He had the beard, he had the hair, and all of a sudden he started playing that guitar and... Shaking his backside. Oh, my God. Yeah. Devilish. Devilish music is what this is. You see how it sounds all nice? No. No. It's not. He's trying to drag him straight to hell. (laughs) Straight to hell. Oh, I loved how much everybody was afraid of George Michael. They were really afraid, though? Dude, the conservatives flipped out over George Michael back then. It was crazy. Mm. Now, it could have been the fact that by this point... Now, I don't think George was out by this point. So maybe it was one of those where there was just something about the music made them think that George maybe was representing an alternative lifestyle. Right. We didn't find that out for sure until later on. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, But uh, a very... uh, Very handsome man, very sexy presentation from George Michael. So, because he flipped the girls out. So, because he was shaking his
0: booty, they were like, yo, this dude, something's off. Yeah. Dude. Which is a damn shame because there ain't
1: nothing off about it. Remember, one of the things that scares parents more than anything else in music through the years is a sexy white man shaking his ass. (laughs) There's nothing scarier. Elvis, George Michael, that's all you need. Sex, boy bands, scares them, it terrifies them. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know what to do. What a time. Dude, in Harry Styles now. Oh, then then you're into now where not only are they good-looking white dudes, but good-looking white dudes that wear women's clothing every once in a while. Oh, that really oh, flips yeah, them out. Yeah. That's yeah. going to flip. I get it. That'll flip everybody out. Yeah, right. So George Michael, Donna Summer, Edwin McCain, and Sheryl Crow, all a part of the show today. They are still at it. At Oklahoma City, it's two all Oklahoma and Stanford in softball. They're into the eighth, so this is extra innings, of course. Two on for Stanford with only one out. The Oklahoma string uh, is in a little bit of jeopardy, but it is a tie game still. Uh, And it is now final in Gainesville. Texas Tech fans, your team put up a hell of a fight, but they are out. Florida wins six to nothing and eliminates Texas Tech, so Florida gets to host a super regional. Uh, let's see, LSU and Oregon State, still no score. Top of the fourth there, and TCU will play coming up here at 2 o'clock. All right, we'll get into some NBA stuff at 2. Am I actually going to have to hope Kyrie Irving sticks around in Dallas because he's got a wild idea on who else to bring to Dallas? We'll get to that. Plus, Zay has a list that I feel like is not going to make all of us pick the USA to win this upcoming basketball tournament. But we'll see. Right now, though, it's where are we at in society. Let's see what Zay wants to get into.
0: Where are we at in society today?
1: All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter? No. What's going on? No, no Twitter. I mean, oh, you okay. can go to Twitter to
0: search what we're talking about today, but I ain't sending you nothing. All right. All right, so I think they left somewhere at the Green Bay Packers facility Aaron Rodgers must have drugs stashed around like hidden places. Like when you're there a long time, you have places that no other people will go to. Mm-hmm. To keep your stashes, we know that he's a druggie, so I'm sure that he has different. You know he's
1: a druggie. What do you mean, Aaron Rodgers? He went on the retreat thing to
0: hang in the darkness, but they... and was popping pills and Molly. I don't know what they were specifically, but he I was think, popping stuff. I think he took ayahuasca once with some, you know, but he had the oh, Sherpa there with him. That's what they always say. You uh, know them. Okay. You know what they say. I've done it three times. Times that by three. Okay. <laughs> i done it once, times that by three or okay, four. Okay, okay, fair Aaron, enough. Did you see the hairstyles Aaron Rodgers was rocking? It ain't one time, Chad. The dude was on some stuff. He, he had, had, the, had some wild hair yeah, be- before he cut it for New York. stash and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. He might have cleaned up and done a little rehab or something like that. But Aaron Rodgers was wilding in Green Bay. Okay. I say this because Romeo Dobbs must have found one of Aaron's stashes to say what the hell that he just said to the media. He told the media, Chad, Aaron was a really great quarterback. But I believe Jordan can do the exact same thing. So I really don't see what the big difference.
2: Mm.
1: Boy, there's a lot of ways to support your current quarterback without having to say that.
0: Yeah, I really don't.
1: I don't really see what's the big difference. Excuse me. You don't really see what the big difference is between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Come on, dude. I mean, I know Aaron only won one Super Bowl and he did not get to another one. But you just said Jordan Love's gonna win a Super Bowl or is at that level or will make us think of Aaron Rodgers when he plays. Like, just support your quarterback. Support him. Why do you have to go that far? There's no reason to go that far. I don't. I don't understand. It's just that's that's just that's silliness. That's like. That's like if you dated, well, let's just keep it right on that couple. If you had dated like Giselle, and then later you're dating another woman that you, the woman, and everybody knows ain't Giselle. Yeah. But you tried to, well, you know, I mean, to me, I think she's just as hot as Giselle. I've seen them both in a bathing suit, and I just, I was like, come on, man. Yeah,
0: kind of like Kanye's new wife. There's no, <laughs> exactly. Like Kanye's new wife, she's a woman, she's all right, but she ain't Kim.
1: Right. She might even be curvy. Oh, yeah. I bet she's not that kind of curvy. She ain't Kim There's Curvy. There's no reason to make those comparisons. That's funny. Yeah, that that is just going way too far to try to support your guy. And the
0: wide receivers, they get caught up in doing this. Remember, we talked about Brandon Cooks when he came to Dallas, and he said, I played with some greats. And you go back and look at the list I that know, Brandon Cooks we played did. with. And it was Drew Brees. Tom Brady, Mm. and he says, Dak Prescott is right there with all those guys. (laughs) I'm just like, yo, fam, okay, Dak has had some Pro Bowl seasons. He's been in some big-time games. I think this blows that out the water. Like, this is wild to say this about Jordan Love. At least Dak is a little bit proven. At least you have a little bit of confidence in what Dak could do. We know that Dak – has had some really good seasons, and after the foot injury, he has not quite been the same. Yeah,
1: how many attempts does Jordan Love have? If I look it up right now, is it 50? Is it 60? Maybe?
0: Maybe. I don't even think it's that. Like Aaron Rodgers, he didn't miss many games. Right? I remember that one little time where he came in and he played, but wow, I don't see a difference. Like, I – It'd be a shock if Green Bay wasn't at the bottom of the NFC North this season.
1: My bad, Zay. In his career, it's 83 attempts. Regular season, 21. 21. So they count preseason? I guess so. I guess they're counting. I guess they're counting all of that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Regular season in 2022, he had 21 attempts. Yeah, that's just, that is goofy. If I'm joining love, I'm calling Romeo
0: Dobson and say, yo, bro, can you stop? Yeah. But I'm just trying to big you up, bro. I have all the confidence in the world. Like, yeah, but you're not a quarterback in the NFL. The pressure that you have to deal with, you're adding more to it Right? that I don't want. For one, I want to be my own man. Can you allow me to be my own man? But now, every time I muck up, especially with my petty ass, I'm going to think of, yo, Romeo, you feel like Aaron? You look like Aaron Rodgers now? Every time, every interception that he throws, I'm going to think, Romeo, this is what you saw Aaron Rodgers, because that guy doesn't throw picks very often.
1: Here's what we need I told you recently, I need Jerry and McCarthy to learn how to be Sarkeesian and others to just be boring at press conferences. We need the Crash Davis speech for some of these receivers now. We need the basics of, all right, write this down. We're developing good chemistry. He's made some big time throws in practice. Can't wait to see him develop more. Say those three things and nothing else. Yeah, And don't, whatever you do, don't say Aaron Rodgers' name. If they ask you a question that contains Aaron Rodgers, you still say he's looking pretty good in practice. I don't want to try to compare him to anybody because that's not fair to him. He's he's looking good. That's it. Like That's op- it. The opposite
0: of this is Devontae Adams, who was asked about – his production this upcoming season because we know who that quarterback is, Jimmy Garoppolo, it ain't Aaron Rodgers who he once played with, and it ain't Derek Carr. It might be closer to Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers, that's for sure, but i take Derek Carr over Jimmy G just a little bit more. And I asked Devontae Adams, how do you think you're going to be this upcoming season? And he just flat out said, yo, I'm going to be good. I've had quarterbacks before. And I put on the show. I know that I'm one of the best receivers in the league. I'm gonna be open. It is what it is. We're gonna. I'm gonna do with whatever's here, yeah. and that's, that's not a, it.
1: And that's not a bad way to answer it because that's just about him. Yeah, his confidence in himself. I believe we'll be. We'll do fine. I think I can help whoever I'm out there with. Yeah, he didn't say, "Oh, Jimmy
0: G. I played with Aaron Rodgers before. Jimmy G. Just like that." Right, he, exactly.
1: And he's sexier. I he, mean, come on. He reminds me of both those guys combined, but a little better. All right, calm down. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. He gave the the right answer. We need, okay, so forget Crash Davis. We need Devontae Adams to teach other receivers on how to say it, how to give answers. Teach Brandon Cooks and teach uh, Romeo, what's his name, yeah, on Romeo how to do
0: Dobbs. this. I, Dobbs. I don't even know who that is, by the way. He was a second-year player. Came from the valley. He was a rookie last year. Yeah, season. I do not recall that name. That's what I'm saying. You should just shut
1: up. Why is he? Why why did someone ask him a question? Because they don't have
0: anybody there, Chad. When no one's there, when they trade Lazard and Randall Cobb and got rid of Aaron Rodgers, you got to talk to somebody as a media person in Green Bay covering the
1: team. We got to interview someone here. Thank you. uh, Thank you for your time. One other quick question: Who are you again? (laughs) (laughs) Who? What, what is your name? Yeah. What's
0: this guy's name? What, what is, is his, his name? name? Yeah, He's a receiver.
1: He was here last year.
0: Really? Romeo.
1: Don't mess oh. with me, man. His name's not Romeo. <laughs> Come on. Tell me what his real name is. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Speaking of uh, faces in new places, could that be happening in the NBA with one of the biggest names? Where do you hear this idea. Plus, the FIBA World Cup is coming. Uh, For some reason, I don't think Zay is betting on the U.S. team. We'll see who's on that team so far. Coming up in Why Today Matters, it is June 5th. We'll hit you with some birthdays. We got a few big ones today, including the worlds of sports and music and... Hotties coming up on the Horn.